I'm a big preacher of, you know, what is your mission behind something? You know, there's always got to be something beyond money because when you get the money, what keeps you going? Yep. You know, I think of someone like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, the, there's never an end goal in sight because he's, he keeps grinding. He keeps going no matter what he's got all the wins in the world, all the money in the world. And he keeps going, you know, what is it that does that? Mm-hmm. And when people tell me it's financial freedom, uh, financial independence, um, passive income, I think to myself, you know, wh- what happens when you get that? What happens when you, when you get all the money that you want in the world, what do you do? You know, are you just going to sit back, kick at the beach all day? Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specialized in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Tony, you're a family man. You're an investor, entrepreneur, consultant, visionary, founder of Core 13 Capital. You're an absolute world changer, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here, man. It's always good to see you. Absolutely. I love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you, man? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I was a, a beach bum. And that's, that's really where, I, where I'd spent a lot of my time was just near the ocean, near the water. Um, met my wife down there. I grew up there. I was there for 26 years. So okay. I'm a Florida boy by, by nature. Yeah. Um, currently live in Greenville, South Carolina, but uh, Jacksonville, Florida is my, my life. And, uh, just anything beach related is, is all me. That's awesome, man. And, and you and I, we have this common, uh, love in faith, man, face a big part Amen. of my life, big part of yours as well. Amen. Um, when did you give your life to Christ and what was the, what prompted that decision for you to, to do that? Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest with you, if I can be fully transparent, I was, I was really young when I gave my life to Christ. I was like six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what prompted that decision, I think back then was I, I saw my friends doing it. Um, and then, you know, it was, I, I'm not so sure that I really understood it. So I really, you know, in the recent years, I've rededicated my life. And I, I, um, I don't like to say I regave my life because I believe in one salvation, but I do sure. believe in, I do believe in, in a re-understanding and a rededication of of where you are and what you want to do. Um, and I really rededicated myself in my late teens, um, probably about 17 years old. I really mm. started getting serious yeah. about, about my faith. And I really made it kind of a mission of mine to live for the gospel, to live in everything I do to be for, for the Lord. And um, so I would, I would say that, you know, when I was saved, you could, you could argue six or 17. It really doesn't sure. You know, I don't know that I don't have the pen and paper of that, but yeah, um, yeah. that's when I actually, you know, believed in Christ. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, and, and as a man of faith, like I try to surround myself with other men of faith that, uh, you know, Amen. 
that I can learn from them. I can hopefully encourage them. Right. And I think there's still though, a lot of men out there that just have this fear of judgment, fear of opening up in an right. environment, like a, a men's group or men's Bible study or men's breakfast, even. Yeah. What is an encouragement that you give to men that are feeling lost or alone or, or not feeling like they have this purpose? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one thing that I would say is that typically you're, no one's really ever alone. Um, the feeling that you feel of being, you know, lost or alone or without a sense of purpose, you, you're not the only one that feels that way. There's absolutely likely the overwhelming majority of people feel that way. It just yeah. takes one or two people to spark the, the match to get the, the situation and what people are really feeling out in the open. And then people become more comfortable about it. So just I, the encouragement I would give is to just know you're really not alone. Um, generally, majority of, of men are feeling the same way you, you do. Yeah. Oh, so true, man. And I, yeah. I've gone through it like and for myself, like I go to a Bible study on Thursdays and it's just like super chill. Right. And, yeah. I, and we're kind of deep diving into first uh, Corinthians right now, but oh, cool. it, it's just, it's fun to be around other dudes and we're, you know, drinking coffee and eating donuts. Right. You know, like yeah. unhealthy stuff in the morning, man. Like what oh, helps yeah. is kind the of best. That, that relationship, you know, and then I've been part of this um, mentorship program this whole year with just eight other dudes that we meet up every six That's weeks. That's awesome, so. man. That's awesome. And, uh, it's just awesome to be part of that, man. And surround yourself with men that are living the life that you want to live, man. That's a big Amen. thing that I, that I like to talk about. Um, for you, like I mentioned, you're the founder of core 13 capital. Like for those <laughs> who don't know, what is core 13 capital? What is your mission on this? Cause I think it's super rad and I think we need to share this out for sure. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's kind of funny that you mentioned you're in the book of first Corinthians. Um, yes. cause that, that's what our, that's what our name is. So, mm -hmm. Um, Core 13 Capital is a real, a commercial real estate investment company where we we pull investors together. The, the, the correct term for it is syndication, but I don't like to call it that. It, it's just too big of a word for me to use. But what yeah. we do is we pull investors together to go take down and buy asset investment real estate um, that we couldn't buy individually. So what we do is when we pull that together, we go buy it, we rehab it, we boost the rents on it, we provide residents a great place to live that really boosts the value of the asset. We give investors a solid return, likely going to be higher than what the standard market will provide you. But what's different about us is that we take 30% of everything that the core 13 entity brings in and we donate it to missions, whether that be with church partnerships, domestic missions here in the States or internationally. Um, and I mean, really what our, our slogan is that we're on mission through real estate we, we seek to use real estate as an avenue, not as an end all just investment goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, we have such an opportunity here to make a difference in the world using the largest cash flowing assets in the world to do it. Come on. You know, how, what a better way to honor God than to use the real estate that he's given us the ability to invest in, to go make a difference in other people's lives. Mm. Why, why was it so important for you to give back in this? You know, really, I just started, it really started, Eric, that's a great question. It started because, you know, my faith is, is really, really important to me, as you know. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I love real estate. I have a passion for it. And I started seeing what a lot of my counterparts, a lot of the, the people I'm in the industry with, um, what they were doing it for and how they were doing it and their why. And I'm, I'm a big creature of you know, what is your mission behind something? You know, there's always got to be something beyond money because when you get the money, what keeps you going? Yep. You know, I think of someone like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, the 
there's never an end goal in sight because he's he keeps grinding. He keeps going no matter what. He's got all the wins in the world, all the money in the world, and he keeps going. You know, what is it that does that? Mm-hmm. And when people tell me it's financial freedom, uh, financial independence, um, passive income, I think to myself, you know, wh- what happens when you get that? What happens when you when you get all the money that you want in the world? What do you do? You know, are you yeah. just going to sit back, kick at the beach all day? So my wife and I, we really wanted to think about a way to to honor our faith and and to be a part of something, but use real estate to do it. And we realized that God has blessed us so much, even in the in the rough times, mm-hmm. even in the rough times in life, God has blessed us so much yeah. that why can't we use real estate to be an avenue to make a bigger difference in his mission field? So mm-hmm. we decided that we were just going to follow the same process within real estate investment, but use it for a stretch goal to use it for a bigger purpose. That's lo- that's larger than just our own pockets, you know, go help as many people as we can with it. Mm, I love that, man. It's so good to just, and you talked about, you know, being blessed, man. I think if we wake up each day, just feeling gratitude, man, you yeah, know, I think that'll just, that helps us at least for me personally, like it's a goal of mine to wake up each day. Right. So if I wake yeah. up, I'm like, man, thank you, God, for another day to see and hug and hold my family. And, you know, yeah. then I want to go out and put a smile on someone's face each day, man. And so, um, I think if we can give back, whether that's financially or through our time or whatnot, man, yeah. it's so important just to give back and help others and, and just to be encouraging to others, man. hundred uh, percent. I think the world would be a heck of a lot better, man. If we could all just stop judging people and just love people where they're at, man. Absolutely. Come on. I was, um, I was listening to, uh, when we were living in Tampa, I think I told you I used to live in Tampa Yeah. and our church pastor down there, I still listen to him a good bit. And, um, he was saying, he was talking about ways to give and everyone talks about, you know, money is, is, you know, they don't have enough money. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough resources to be able to give like they want. And he said something, he completely flipped the script. He said, money is the easiest thing you can give because when you have it in your pocket, you just give it and you walk out the door. But he said, your time, your efforts, your, your attention, your attitude, those are the things that are really intentional because they, they keep you here. They keep you motivated. And I thought that that was absolutely instrumental in my life. Come on. Yeah, for sure, man. Is there like, I'm a big reader and I've been reading a lot. I, one yeah. of the books I'm reading right now is unoffendable. If you haven't read this book, it's amazing. Oh, I need to read that. I it's need to read that. Really cool, man. It's by a guy named Brant Hansen. Um, but he talks about us as Christians. We need to stop being angry and offendable, right? Like quit mm-hmm. getting offended by everything. Jesus didn't walk around and getting offended and disgusted with people who were sinners, right? Back in the day. Oh, yeah. right? Loved on him, right? And so that's what this book is, man. And I, as I'm not quite done with it, but man, it's such a powerful book about how we can see the world in different view and just not be offended, but just love people where they're at, man. And, um, but this kind of leads me to the question, like for you, is there any books that you would recommend, um, right now that's really made an impact on your life and in your faith outside of the Bible, of course, me and you, like, that's probably my number one book, but (laughs) of course, yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that the, like the, the books that have had the biggest impact on me might not be biblical books, um, yeah. they're, but they're books around a real mentality mm-hmm. that, that can have an insane difference on you, but you can, and you can apply them to any industry. It's not yes. just real estate or business. Right. Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. I mean, okay. just absolutely brilliant because it talks about surrounding yourself with the right people. And as Christians, we need to surround ourselves with people that are going to build us up into 
that are that are forward in mission thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tribe of Titans is another book that I, I love that talks about the same, you know, having that your tribe around you, having people around you that are going to make you better, not from a business standpoint, not from a just a, a real estate money making standpoint, but people that are going to really light the match in your spiritual mm-hmm. life. You know, that that is a, a huge thing that here in Greenville. Well, I'll admit it. We've been struggling a little bit to find that, but we're, we're getting closer. We're, we're finding people. And, um, but it's, it's people like yourself that I stay connected with and, yeah. and want to, to be a part of. Um, and then, you know, I, I like to do things in threes. The, the last one that I would say is it's definitely not a Christian book, but it had a profound impact on my attitude. Um, and I could apply it to, how God wants me to be. And that is called the happiness advantage by Sean Accor. Mm. Um, great book. And what it is, is it, it is a book that shows you and really gives you kind of a, a map, a layout structure of how to be happy in the situation you're in, how to keep your, your joy and not let it be completely, you know, when we're in dark times, how to not let that just bring down your entire mood. Yeah. Um, and to really just how you'll become better in all areas of your life. And that book really just, when I read it, I kept going back to one of my favorite verses in the Bible, which is James 1, 2. You know, count it all joy when you go through trials for the testing of your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, and when you just apply that to your life and everything that you do, even when you're just at a, a really, really dark time, when you apply that that reading and then that verse to it, it really just it just diminishes the things that are going on in your life because you realize that your eternity is not here. This is not our home. Um, we're just here for a specific purpose and to to fulfill His mission. So, come on. Uh, that's that's three books right there. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's awesome, dude. I'll drop the links down below too, so folks can yeah. go and access those books. Um, Absolutely. You know, where I'm at out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, the real estate market is absolutely insane. It's crazy. Pricing is up and down. Like, I Mm -hmm. I guess we're starting to see prices drop slightly, but obviously interest rates are crazy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, From your perspective, where do you see the market going? And what are some of the best programs that people can utilize to kind of get into the real estate or get into a house without having to pay 20% down? Because it's insane right now. Yeah. So, you know, the real estate market right now is that we need to shift our mindset to what we think. Yeah. You know, you know, as investors and buyers, we need to always realize that we are in control when it comes to an economic cycle. Prices only go up because buyers are paying more for homes. Well, when you, if you have a house here and it's sold for X, that's higher than a house over here. Well, this house is going to go up in value and it's going to sell for more because of that. That is because mm-hmm. of buyers. Same thing on the, the downside of the market. Buyers have to bring the market back to balance. We have to. And you have to understand from an economic standpoint that it might not be worth buying the house at this price and this rate. And you have to be willing to walk away. That's the mm-hmm. first lesson that I can give to any real estate investor out there. Yeah. Two, if you're looking to enter the market, there's a lot of different things you can do, especially out in Idaho. One of the first things I do is look up USDA loans. Um, though, especially you guys have a lot of land out there, a lot of un, untapped land at that. Look at USDA loans, contact your USDA lender, your local one, and see where some good spots are that you can, you know, buy land, buy home, you know, house on that land. Um, a lot of those come with 0% down and favorable interest rates. Mm. Um, 
I would look into that. And then if you're looking from an investment standpoint, I would look on the commercial side. The reason why is because not that single family isn't great. I love single family. There's a lot of potential in there and it is scalable. You know, that's one of the arguments I used to hear all the time is you can't scale single family. You can, you just have yeah. to do it over and over and over and over and over again. Right. If you buy a commercial asset, you get instant scale. Um, and that is something that a lot of people are looking for. And then you also get the the good tax benefits from owning commercial real estate. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it, but it doesn't fit everybody. So I would make sure that when, if you're going to go into a market, say Idaho, are you located, are you near Boise? Are you near Boise? No, I'm about eight hours North. So I'm about a hundred miles from Canada. I'm tucked up here in the mountains about eight okay. Hours. Yeah, okay. way, you way should, North. You should look up my, my dear friend, Julie Holly. Okay. You should, you should connect with her. She's a, a huge believer. Nice. Um, an awesome, awesome person. Yeah. But, um, she lives up there. But what I would say is that I would look into all the different investment classes across the board. Find one that really, really likes you. Connect with people that do that. And if you can go into commercial and it makes sense for you, that's where I would go. Mm. Okay. That's awesome. Yep. Now, yep. I noticed when I was looking at your your LinkedIn, I noticed there's a title on LinkedIn that I hadn't seen before, but it says... Uh, universe connector. What is unicorn universe that you work for me? Yep. Yep. So unicorn universe is a, it is a company that what we do is we connect businesses and or people to businesses or people to get their, their ideas done. So it's really not something I make any money on, but it is a way so that when people have creative visions and things that they're looking to do, but they're missing a variable person, it's Tony, do you know someone that might be able to do this? I'm a very good connector. I have a large network. I'm great with people. That is just a gift that God blessed me with is that I, I, I've never met someone that's not a friend. I've never, you know, been afraid to talk to anybody. I'm never afraid to connect with people. And that is just something that I can use to help people fulfill their dreams and to fulfill their goals. So I have some great friends over there. Um, I told them I would sign on as an affiliate and that's how we're here. I love that, man. So awesome, dude. Um, What does the word impact mean to you? Impact is, to me, is, man, Eric, you came in with a hot question that's so simple, but so, so big. There's a big difference between change and impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Change is just, you know, taking something from here to here. Impact is where you're transcending a where a current position to a new when i think of impact if i could put it to a human perspective um i would put someone like tiger again he impacted the game of golf in a way that we've never seen before you know um i mean and i'm just relating to people so that they can kind of put a movement on their on their own or yeah. or put something in their mind i think of you know Michael Jordan, he impacted the game of basketball like never before and mm-hmm. grew it to what it is. I want to take real estate and I want to do that. But for people who either don't know how to do it themselves or cannot do it themselves. Um, a great example of what I would love to do is I have some great friends that work at Compassion International um, in Colorado Springs. And their mission is 
this to put an end to children living in poverty around the world. Hmm. So last I checked, when I looked at their statistics last year, there's about 690 million people that live the global, the live below the global poverty level. Wow. The global poverty level is a year ago, a dollar 93 a day. So when you think about the amount of people that live below that, that is more than we have in the U S almost two X. Hmm. That is a lot of people. Yeah. All it takes is, is just, you know, God doesn't expect us to go have an impact on everybody, but if, you know, we can, if we can help one sinner come to know Christ, he's rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Why can't we use real estate to kick off money to give to missionaries that are absolutely working hard for it? Like they, uh, it's, a missionary should not have to come over here and sell us giving to grow the gospel. That should not be a sale. Yeah. But they have to come home to churches and sell donating to the mission field. Why? Mm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So I, my whole process, my whole mentality was like, if we can just take real estate, kick a portion of that off to them and they go grow the gospel, then that means we're in the mission field with them. Come on, man. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Dude. I love your mission, dude. I love to end my question or my, my show with a fun question. I'm a big music guy. Like what's a favorite yeah. band for you? Yeah. What's a favorite type oh, of music man. for you? Oh man, which genre? Because I'm a huge music dude. I'm <laughs> a on. huge music. Uh, Zach Brown band is one of my favorites. I'm a yeah. huge Zach Brown fan. Um, I'm a big '80s guy. Believe okay. it or not, I love '80s music. Like, um, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I loved cool. Prince. Um, Prince was the man. I will yeah. say. Yeah. I. I as far as you know the, the christian genre obviously i'm a huge um elevation worship red rocks yeah uh i love bethel music um uh north point inside out i mean there's a bunch of them yeah but I, I i don't know that i would have a favorite i just think that you know there's so many out there yeah. i'm a big just 80s 80s guy that's yeah. that's my stuff queen i was a big queen fan huge queen fan yeah come on with it man come on with it <laughs> so good dude yeah I'm, yeah I'm a big fan of like i'm all over the place i used to be just straight metalhead and yep. then um i got into i worked for universal records for a year and when okay. i was there they kind of said hey you have to listen to other genres so i started expanding the you know into mm-hmm. rap and country and all that stuff and yeah now i'm kind of all over the place but man you mentioned elevation worship man the, the song lion that they did man for yep. me that song, that's what hits home for me, man. When I'm in the when I'm in the mode, and I used to get into prayer mode, man. That's that song. Perfect. Kicks, you know, my song is that that I've got on me right now. Um, and I mean, my mentality has changed a lot just as as life happens. I think it happens to all of us, Eric. Yeah. But there, um, Mac Brock and Jesus Culture. Yes. They sing a song called "Still in Control." Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard that song? I'm sure I have, but I don't know if I know it off the top of my head right now. It's, it's, it, it is, it's pretty amazing because it applies to the good and the bad times. Like when we're up, you know, peaks and valleys doesn't matter. Yeah. It just, it's, it's really a, a heart toucher right there, man. It, it, there's every bit of the Holy spirit in that song. Tony, you are an absolute world changer, man. I love your mission, dude. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and joining me on the show, man. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's a blessing. 
You are the man, and you are a blessing, my friend. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests, and I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button, and then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.